Tonight's episode is sponsored by Mountain Sea Blast. It's coming for you. Back at your van, the three of you are a little bit confused and distraught. You just witnessed an enormous condor carry away your boat, your fairly large boat, along with its contents, which consisted of thousands of seagulls and a crazy old man. Can we still see the boat, or is it long gone? Well, this is sometime later that afternoon. Are we, like... Back at the van, back at the property, or just like, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, cool, Yeah, man. totally. Are the seagulls all still around? No. Yes. All right, dudes, problem solved, man. We said, let's get rid of the seagulls. You were like, hey, let's go down to the thing and see if you can't find the grail. We went down there, couldn't find the grail. Bird found us. Birds are gone. Case closed. Or, and hear me out. Yes. The birds are gone from the property, but we neither retrieved the grail, nor did we solve the problem of what appears to be a very giant and bloodthirsty condor. So, mystery not solved? No, man. I I don't think you understand what the word mystery means. Um, That that means that there's a problem that we don't understand or know about. Uh, we totes know that there's a giant condor. We we totes know that the condor was the reason the birds were here. And, uh, you know, <laughs> now they're not. And now it's, I mean, it might be around somewhere, but, you know, we it's not a mystery anymore, man. Hey, guys, uh, are you uh, calling for, for my little buddy here? Chuck walks over. Oh, hey, man. I wasn't calling for him, but, you know, what's up there, little goats? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And just get the ear in the totes, man. And well, here we are. Yeah, I'm just trying to explain to you know my good my good friend Father O'Malley over here that like you know I, I I'm a PI. I do mysteries. Like we solve the mystery of of what what was bringing the birds to us, and the birds are gone. So, you know. Whoa, the birds are gone. Yeah, check it out, bro. They're gone, man. Look it. How about this, Ebbs? Let us now solve the mystery of where your boat has gone to um or i could buy a new boat i mean you know he he carried off my boat man like oh man maybe you should talk to your your finances guy before you do that uh, all right bro um don't we have the finances for a new boat oh man hold on a second yeah yeah definitely bro reaches into his uh his tote bag with his little goat friend and he pulls out one of those silly green accountants caps and puts it on. Hey man, I, I hear you you want to buy a boat. Yeah, I was thinking about it, bro, you know. Something I could sleep uh, in. Let me let, let me find things out. And he pulls out a one of those old timey calculators and So according to my numbers here, uh one plus one equals two. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, man. All right, dude. And he starts walking back to his his van. All right. Well, you heard it, Father. 
One and one is two. I could totes buy a boat. And then I pass out from just complete lack of understanding. You slump backwards into your lawn chair. Yes, it is quite a lot at once to take in the sheer mass of mastery of professions that the good Sir Charles has under his control. I guess I should go buy a boat then. And we pick up Father O'Malley and load him into the back of the van and head on down to the marina. Do you believe... I cannot stop but keep thinking of the, uh, the strange... Uh, your squatter in the in the boat. How he uh, adorned himself so with the, the, uh, those vermin of the sky. And yet he, he is in danger, is he not? Well, I mean, maybe. Like, you know, if he didn't fall out the window, or if his bird friends didn't carry him off. He also had that pie, bro. You know, the hobo aroma lifting pie. So, like, if he jumped out the window and held the pie in front of him at just the right angle, he could have just, like, aromatedly lifted himself back to the ground. I see. So the court wizards have moved to be culinary masters. Right? See, you get it. All right, man. I knew you'd come around. Now, come on. Let's get Father O'Malley down in the marina. We got a boat to buy. The two of you carry Father O'Malley into the marina. You are drawing the occasional weird look as there's an unconscious priest in your hands. I put a pair of sunglasses on him. I've seen that work before. Ah! Oh, good. I'm glad to see that you didn't wait to buy a new boat until after I regained consciousness. No, man, I just thought you wanted to be here for the big reveal. Trevor, if I'm going to continue to work with you... We are going to need to do significant research into aner- into aneurysms because I'm almost entirely certain that they're in my future. Well, I hear that you've got an in with the big dude upstairs. True enough. And besides, we can't really continue to search for this bird if we don't come to the beach. And since we're at the beach, might as well buy a boat. I mean, unless you want to walk up and down the beach in the sand because, you know... I've got the caps for it. I don't know if you got the caps for it, man. Just buy the boat. All right, bro, quick. I want a boat. Within the hour, you are sailing on your third-hand boat. Cool, man. It is new to you. And the paint job is only peeling in a handful of places. But... Better than your old boat. This one is not stuck in the sand. Or being carried away by a bird. What is the plan from here? Well, check it out, man. Now that I've got a boat, we can actually coast up and down the seashore. And since this giant bird is clearly, um, you know, a seaworthy bird, I figured he'd probably have, like, a nest somewhere high atop a cliff. And... Since I happen to know that there's a soda bottling company, happens to be high atop a cliff, I thought perhaps we'd just circle the waters in that area and hope that, you know, this thing went caca caca in the vicinity. So, you're going to be riding up and down the coast. Roll to investigate a mystery. Whoa, there you go, man. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, six and one is a seven. Investigate a mystery is my sharp for a two. That's a nine. 
That'll give you one question off the list. Ooh. You're so good to me. So, I guess the best question in this instance would be, where did it go? Heading up and down this coastline, you quickly come to the realization that there aren't any cliffs large enough to hide a bird big enough to carry away a boat. There are some cliffs, sure. There's plenty of rocky outcroppings, but but what you're looking for is definitely much bigger than that. So what you're saying is I can see mountains in the distance, and I should probably head in that direction instead? Well, what I'm saying is you know that there are some mountains north of the city. And... And the beach is on the southwestern side of the city. So your best guess is it's probably not going to be close to the coast. Or at least if it was, somebody would have seen it already. All right, Batman. Well, shoot. Looks like we're going back in. Sorry, gents. Wasted the whole day. But now we know it's not here. And we've ruled out one location. Father O'Malley, I would like you to roll to read a bad situation. Well, then, the good news is that I get to mark a point of experience because um, a three and a one is four, and my sharp, which is an astounding minus one, makes my roll a three. That is good news. You get an experience point. The bad news is that none of you see the lone metallic shark fin in the water watching. Oh, I'm sorry. My sharp is actually a plus one, which makes my roll a five, which means I'll still mark a point of experience. Shark fin? We don't notice it. We don't notice the shark fin. What I do notice... We definitely don't notice it. Yeah. There's a a spot over there that I'm going to park this boat in. We're going to hop off, go back to the bus, and go to the mountains. Now, when you say a spot, you don't mean that you're just going to run this ship aground too, do you? No, man. No, you know, that was a hasty decision. Dire needs. Just clarifying. So, are you going to head there this evening, or are you going to wait until the morning? I mean, you know, like... It's probably good if we head there tonight, and then, like, get a room, and then we get a fresh start in the morning already up at the mountains. Yes, we've already allowed it to get ahead of us by one day. Any ground that we could make up while it's possibly resting is probably for the best. Well, I mean, if, if like, it moves as the crow flies, then we're extra screwed, bro. Because, like, we got to move in wiggly-woggly lines. It can just go straight. So, like, it's got way more distance on us. If it, if, Look, man, if we go to these mountains and it's not there, I'm just going to imagine that it, it doesn't live here and it stopped by for a snack and, like... I can't fault that, you know, birds, birds got to eat too. And I'm sorry it was my boat, but if it was just a snack and he was just cruising through, then like, you know, such is life. Fair enough. After a quick stop on your favorite booking website, you've got yourself a nice little B&B up in the mountains. It's the San Gabriel Mountains. A few hours past sundown, you pull up to the bed and breakfast that you have booked. All right, man, I call the couch. If that's the case, then I shall take the bed. And it falls to me to take the vigil. Well, I mean, you don't, don't stay up all night, bro, because, like, you know, we need you tomorrow. You got to be awake for that. And I, we could just lock the doors and the windows. So, like, 
the doors and the locks and the windows will do the vigiling for you. Well, to keep things moving, morning arrives. You're awoken just past sunrise by a gentle knock on the door. Good morning, dearies. It's breakfast time. If you don't hurry down, you'll you'll miss it. Gotta have breakfast, man. Yeah, absolutely. Hang on a second. Let me get the good father and my uh my great 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 grandfather up. Hey, dudes. It's breakfast time. Let's go. Hmm. <laughs> we have gone the entire night without any interruptions. Mm. Y- yeah, man. Told you they'd work. Let us go, gentlemen. Oh, good. There's a busy was... day ahead of us. Yeah. And we head down to breakfast. You head down into the common room where the other three people staying at the the inn are, are seated comfortably in warm, cozy chairs, enjoying a nice big breakfast of thick-cut bacon and fluffy waffles. The elderly hostess of the establishment comes up to you. Oh, I'm sorry I couldn't welcome you in last night, but you just checked in so late. Please, ma'am, don't... Uh... Don't disparage on our part. We knew we were traveling late, and uh, certainly we would not want to have disturbed your slumbers uh, just to see to us on our travels. Oh, please. It's no bother. Have have a seat. I will have your breakfast out for you momentarily. Bless your charity, ma'am. Oh, what a lucky guess. How did you know that was my name? Just, uh, inspiration. Oh, Oh, thank you, Father. And she heads to the kitchen. The other patrons are giving you a little bit of a look. All of us, or specifically just the man in plate mail? You're not sure? You're all seated at the same table? There's a middle-aged gentleman with a, a little bit of a haggard beard and a balding pate sitting by the fire. There is a younger woman... And what looks to be her mother on the other side of the room. And all three pairs of eyes are definitely directed at this table. Better watch out, Sir Osmond. I'm about to catapult a piece of this waffle to you. Ba-dung! And I launch a piece of waffle at him. I cut it in half with my sword. Whoa! As you leap up and slash, roll to act under pressure. Uh, that is a five and a four, uh, plus my cool of zero for a total of nine. With a nine, you jump up with perfect reflexes and spear the waffle at the end of your fork. You do, however, spill the syrup. I would like to make a dive to catch the syrup before it lands on the floor. Roll the act under pressure. Uh, that is a six and a three to make a nine, plus my cool of zero is a nine. Uh, you jump and knock your chair over, but you do catch the syrup. Not a drop has been spilled. Ha-ha! Excellent teamwork, my friends! Gentlemen, I'm glad to see that all of our time together has so ingrained the notion of subtlety to all of us. Yeah, I just out here trying to have a good time, man. I was told not to play with my breakfast when I was a kid. But I don't know why. It's wicked fun. And I still get to eat it. It's nutritious. At this point, the gentleman by the fire is 
purposefully trying to bury himself in his newspaper and appear as unassuming as possible. Meanwhile, the woman and her daughter are giggling to themselves. So, hey, anybody see any big birds around here? We're like totally up here looking for the biggest bird you've ever seen. As I say to the room, full of people that are clearly trying to ignore me. Or not, you know. I'm the center of attention. Roll to investigate a mystery. Okay. Bummer. Um, two and one is three. And my investigative mystery is two for a five. The mother appears like she's about to say something. But the daughter takes her hand and she stops. The man grumbles under his breath, folds up his newspaper, and storms out of the room. I'm afraid, young Ebbs, that you seem to have uh, lost one fan today. Bummer. He did not seem at all pleased with your unique take on investigation. Well, I mean, you know, it would be a little cheat if I was like, Hey, townsfolk, tell me where the bad guy is. And then the townsfolk were like, It's over yonder, didn't you see it? So, you know, I guess, like, it's okay. I can't win them all. During this exchange, the mother-daughter duo have gotten up, put down their napkins, and they are making their way towards the side exit. Well, cool, man. More waffles for us. I don't know about you, Trevor. You are, dare I say it, the trained investigator here, but does it strike you as odd at all that immediately after you mentioned the prey that we're after, the entire room cleared out? Oh yeah, absolutely, bro. But uh, if you bring it to attention now, then somebody else could be like eavesdropping on us and it's totes not a good idea. So like, you know, shh, hush. These are things I never considered. That's okay. And then I return to eating my waffle. The waffle tastes fairly bland when coupled with the shame of having been told to be subtle by Trevor Epps. <laughs> hey folks, welcome to the middle of episode nine. Just wanted to thank you for being here. It's been a long ride and we hope you're as excited as we are for the upcoming contests. And this is just your reminder at the mid-episode that you can check out the Umbral Theater Presents Expeditions of the Extra Normal on all your favorite podcast feeds, including Podbean, Spotify, Apple iStore, Google Play. We are also on Pandora and iHeartRadio, where everywhere your podcast wants to be. This is also your reminder that you can head on over to our Facebook page and check the pinned comment at the top with all the details for our 10th episode celebration, Wormwood Dice Box Giveaway. And now, back to the show. You find yourselves in front of the bed and breakfast with nary an idea of what to do or where to go. So what would you like to do? Uh, well, my first idea was to, like, go to town and uh, get some hiking equipment and then find, like, you know, if there were some trails up the mountain. Because if it's going to be in the mountains, it's going to be up high and we're going to need to get there. And I don't think old VW bus is going to make it. 
Well, we can just wave our hand, and then that's all taken care of. Well, I just make sure you know that you know we're doing those things. I don't want to just like eventually later on be like, by the way, I picked up this pack fourteen years ago when I was a child lad. You know, this game allows you to do that. You know. So I take out this gear that I picked up when I was fourteen years old as a lad, and I was like, I'm gonna need to go hiking someday. Yeah, it says um, uh, lad pack on the side. It's that's name the brand, one. the pack for lads, lad pack. So here you go, guys. Here are your packs. We're just going to, you know, go up this trail right here behind the bed and breakfast and uh, do some searching. You ready? Bye. Unfortunately, the packs he's handed out to the two of you are not Lad Pack brand. They are, in fact, Lad Bundles. They are the um, cheaper knockoff version. Lad Bindle. For your little hobo needs. I suppose that given the fact that despite his status as a professional athlete... I'm pretty sure both you and I are in better shape than he is, Sir Osmond. I guess it's best that he took the name-brand equipment for himself. And then I will follow Ebbs up the mountain. Meanwhile, Sir Osmond silently falls behind. It's all those upgrades he got to that armor. I shall adjust to these hills! You flip a little switch on the belt from flat range to hill mode, and you hear a little voice in your helmet. You can do it. You can beat that hill. Go for it. Yes, I can beat it. I will. Looking around, do we notice bent treetops, broken branches, chunks of boat, anything on this trail? That's going to be an investigative mystery roll. Okay. Off to a good start. Investigate a mystery is sharp. So four and one is five, and another one is six. So there's another point of experience. And I get to do something bad to you. You're walking around, looking around, hoping for some kind of a clue when something happens. And as you all look up ahead... You see a bunny on top of a hill. Of course, that's when the mountain lion attacks from behind. Father O'Malley, take two harm as it tackles you and digs its claws in. All right, I'm going to reduce that by one because of armor. Please remind us what sort of armor you have. I have uh, holy armor that is provided by my caller. So you just have this righteousness of faith that keeps you from bleeding when stabbed. <laughs> Correct. So long as I'm wearing my collar. So long as you're wearing your collar. Yes. And this here cat, he's trying to chew on you and kind of disappointed that it's not working as well as he would like. Ebbs, you're the one closest to do something about this. What would you like to try? Ah! Apparently, your shrieking does not scare the creature. Bullets, Ebbs. Bullets. All right, tuck and roll to the side then so I don't shoot straight on and hurt my good friend, Father O'Malley, and graze the cat. Bang. Roll to act under pressure. All right. I'm sorry, no. Scratch that. Roll to protect someone. Well, uh, five and a two is a seven, and my tough is a zero. So... So you fire a warning shot that gets this cat's attention. It begins advancing on you. Yeah, kitty, kitty. <laughs> nice kitty, man. Oh, boy. 
Meanwhile, Father O'Malley is curled up, covering his head and vitals. But it all comes down to Sir Osmond of the Flow. Uh, with sword and shield in hand, I charge forward to halt this uh, terrible beast of the wilderness and make myself not only the target of its attention, but also its ire as I swipe at it with my sword. Roll to kick some ass. Well, it's uh, it's bingo time again. Uh, so that is... Uh, six plus four is a total of ten, plus my three for thirteen. Well then, that sounds like you hit. What additional effect would you like? I would very much like to make these swipes hurt as much as possible. So you deal three damage to this cat. It does not like this. It hisses, takes a step back and then melts into a bird and starts to fly away. Does it melt into the bird? A bird. Okay. As it flies away, am I able to run up to where it's flying and give another swipe as a Hail Mary? Well, it is a little bit faster than you, but you can try to chase it down and swing. Roll to act under pressure. Uh, five plus four, uh, with my cool of zero, is a nine. With a nine, you are able to keep up with it for a little while as it starts darting through the woods, but then it starts heading through some thicker undergrowth and it becomes a lot more difficult. Um, you are able to... You think you connect at least once with your sword, but you do lose it into the woods. I must all fiends today be feathered. I will make my way back to my compatriots. Hey, Father O'Malley, you okay, man? You took quite a nasty scratch there. Yes, it was It was mostly uh, fright and uh, unexpectedness that waylaid me. I should be fine now. I assume from your return, Sir Osmond that uh, the creature escaped? It flew where my legs were no longer able to carry me, and too quickly. All right, well, that might be a good thing, man, because, like, you know, it was a cat first, and then it was a bird. Um, and now that we're not in the bed and breakfast, Father O'Malley, um, yeah, I think it is really, really weird that, like, you know, she was going to say something, and then the daughter was like, no, don't. And then the dude was like, I'm a grumpy guy reading a newspaper. But, like, you know, news of a big bird being in a mountain would be a pretty big deal. So, like, uh, yeah, I think we got a way bigger problem on our hands here. That is most evident from our most recent encounter for a creature to be able to change forms. Well, yeah, well, I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to get at um, is we should go for incapacitation next time uh, and not uh, murder lust. I wasn't trying to murder it. I no, simply no, wanted it off um, me. No. And uh, I kind of slowly turned my head towards Sir Osmond. He came in. Maybe like pommel it or, you know, shield bash or like. Only kind of skewer, but like not, you know, we, 
We need answers, man. We're going to need to talk to people. I shall not still my blade for a creature that seeks harm upon my comrades who are innocent. Which, I mean, you know, you gotta take you got to take prisoners, right? I do not see how a prisoner can be made of a... a feline-feathered fiend. It certainly wasn't taking any chances with us, Ebs, but I think the fact that it confronted us while we were on this trail should indicate that we are at least headed in the right direction. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to, like, make some... I have rope in my back, so I'm going to take it out and, like, make a lasso. This way, in case, like, next time it comes back and be like, gotcha, and then maybe tie it to a tree. But anyway, you know, let's keep going, I guess. We're going up the mountain, because, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's probably a thing. After dusting myself off, I will begin tracking back up the trail, going at a slower pace, trying to uh, keep more lookout on what might be in the woods. Well, you do see some trail markers and a sign that points towards Cucamonga Peak. Does the sign indicate, in general, the same direction into the woods that the creature went? Uh, well, the creature came from behind you and left behind you, and you've just kept going straight, so you're pretty doubtful. Oh, that was not the impression that I got. I got the impression that it ran past us and kept going, but... Okay. I probably wouldn't have progressed in a direction away from where I thought the beast would have gone. But we're looking for a big bird. Not a little one. We are looking for a big bird. That is true. Yeah. So is the trail wider here where the sign is? Yes. This is like a full-fledged like wilderness trail where people hike it. And... Alright. Looking around, I'm going to once more, see if I spot any of those indicators that could have shown that the bird came this way, or the boat, or the bird and the boat. I'd like you to roll to investigate a mystery. All right. I am doing fantastic today. A two and a two is a four, and I get a plus zero, so I will mark another experience point. Okay, you mark another experience point, and you are definitely feeling like you're being watched. Apps. Yeah, man, what's up? I don't think we're alone. Well, no. Sir Osmond's right there. I mean... It... A jogger runs past down a nearby trail. I wave. I mean, I believe we are being observed. Is it... Is it the satellites? Satellites? Yeah, man. You know. They're always watching. In space. You ever thought about it? I haven't. Anyway. Yeah. I, I'm more terrestrial in nature. Oh. Um. So, like, what do you want to do? Want to start a fire? No? Why would I want to start a fire? Because things are scared of fire. I don't want to present more danger. Excuse me, no fires allowed in the park? What? No fire pits? 
That's wild. There's a park ranger looking fellow who's walked up to you. Hey, man. We need to make sure everything's safe. We don't want any fires on the mountain. It could spread out of control. Oh, I'm really glad you were here to tell me. I almost started one. Thank you so much. Well, definitely. You should You should be very careful. It's not a, a very good time to be wandering around in the, the mountains here. Well, look, man. I've got a bit of an ornithological hobby, and, like, I like to watch birds. So, like, can you totes point me in the direction of, like, the coolest, biggest birds in your area? Uh, definitely. I would recommend, um... If you head a little bit to the east of here, you'll find uh, Mount Burnham. That's the best place you want to go for bird watching. Cool, man. Have you seen any boats in the area? I don't think I have. Bummer. Mine's missing, and a bird took it. And I thought he came this way. I'd like you to roll and I'd like you to roll to investigate a mystery. Uh, okay. A four and a three to seven. And my investigative mystery is a two for a nine. That gives you a hold one. Let's see. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being con- what is being concealed here, man? Well, as you're having this conversation, there is just a littlest bit of a ripple in this guy's eyes. He's a little bit too generic, a little bit too basic, and you're also not entirely sure you're in a park. Oh. I mean, it's California. I'd assumed it was a park if there wasn't a house on it. Um, cool, man. Hey, real quick. Answer me this. What's one in one? He looks confused. Come on, man. It's simple enough. He then unhinges his jaw and tries to Throw bite you. Roll to kick some ass. Well, uh, four and a four is an eight, and my top of zero makes it an eight. So, um, you punch him as he unhinges his jaws and clamps them down on your arm. Mark three harm. Um, I have resilience, so I am going to mark two harm. Boom. Hey, Sir Osmond. Go for the kill, bro. Why, you? And I will charge in as before. Swinging for the kill. Roll to kick some ass. Uh, let's see. Three and four is seven. And with a tough of plus three, that makes ten. With the ten, you get to choose an additional effect. Uh, I'm going to make this one really hurt. So, Trevor, mark an additional three harm. Oof. As Sir Osmond collides with this thing... And just rips his sword straight through it. From the lower chest down, just collapses to the ground. And the top half just begins to wrap more tightly around Trevor's arm. Alright, I'm gonna try to get my hands under it and try to pry it off of Ebbs' arm. Roll to protect someone. Alright, a four and a three is seven plus my two of... My tough of two, which is nine. With a nine, you are able to mostly pry it off, but you do take three harm yourself as you get your hands in and cut them up on this thing's fangs. Hey, hey man, um, I, I say we use fire, and, and you, you, you've got that, that, fire, that, you got that sort of fire, man. It's like, you know. I'm just trying to free you at the moment. We can worry about... Yeah, 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 cool, man. I got you, I got you. As you're talking, the 
lower half and the top half have found each other and begin to meld back into one. Not in the same orientation it was originally, though. The legs connect to the chest at a different angle, and it starts appearing a lot less human. It's more bipedal, and its skin is slowly turning gray. The features in its face are fading away, and all that's left behind is this massive jaw with rows upon rows of serrated, sharp teeth. Well, gentlemen, at least I don't think we'll have any more objections to attacking it. Fair point, man. Um, and I shoot it with my nine mil from my other hand. Your bullets sink into it, dealing some kind of damage. Uh, it stumbles backwards as the bullets appear to have an impact. But the flesh begins sealing up over where the bullets hit, almost immediately. All right, at this point, I will attempt to free my sword from my gym bag and uh, take a swing at the monster. Roll to kick some ass. All right, six and a three is a nine, plus my tough of two is uh, an eleven. With an 11, you get to choose an additional effect. I would like to take less harm. So, you run up and slash at it with your flaming sword, and its flesh sizzles and peels back from where the holy relic touches it. In its thrashing, though, you do take three harm before any reductions. Okay, so then I will reduce one for armor and one for taking less harm. So I'll take one harm. That is correct. Okay. I am going to also attack it, mostly to try and be the focus of its attention so that the uh, the flaming sword held by my comrade can be used more effectively. Roll to defend someone. That is boxcars. That is quite the roll. You definitely have this thing's full attention on yourself as best you know how. In addition, with a 10+, plus, you get to choose an additional effect. Uh, I would like to make sure that all impending danger is now focused on me. 100%. All impending danger is now focused on you. It hisses and kind of gives a shrieking warbling yelp. It kind of undulates like a, a hyena's laughter mixed with like a dying bovine. And it lashes out in your direction. What would you like to do, Sir Osmond? I would like this creature to fall on my sword. What sort of action is that? Uh, an attempt to uh, trip it out so that it's uh knocks to the ground, and on the way to the ground, it, my sword happens to be in the way from my uh, strategic, tactical positioning of it. Roll to act under pressure. Well, a two and a two is a four, plus my cool of zero. So, it begins lurching in your direction. You switch your stance... You're ready yourself. And that's when the second one grabs you from behind. Mm-hmm. 